Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 7th of July. Congratulations to Italy for going through on penalties today, beating Spain in the semi-final of Euro 2020. And as usual, with all the information contained in this presentation, whether you're listening on a podcast or watching This is general advice only, so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this presentation. If you need to, you can pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full, or if you're listening on a podcast, head on over to our website and read the disclaimer there. All right, well, an interesting night in the US, as they all are these days, but we did see the Dow Jones close down 209 points, or 0.6% of a percent, 34.577, which was not particularly good, but we did see a return to form for NASDAQ up 24 points, or 0.17%, 14,664, so doing a lot better. We did see the Russell Small Cap Index falling 1.7% last night, so clearly a bit of a rotation going into place, and that rotation going back towards those stocks that did well during the pandemic, those tech leader stocks. S&P 500 barely changed, down 9 points, 43.44 in the middle for Diddle, down 0.2%. Big change though last night in the VIX index, up over 9%, back to 16.44. So that uh, lack of volatility didn't last long, especially in the US market, coming back online after the Independence Day holiday on Monday. As a result, we saw our SPY futures down 11 points last night, uh, 0.15 of a percent there. And commodities were a little bit uh, weaker overnight, especially in the oil sector, where we saw uh, big falls in Brent and WTI following that breakup of OPEC plus without an agreement on production. So after an initial push higher, the market then swooned down 3.4% for Brent crude and WTI down 2.38%, $1.79. In other commodities last night, we also saw falls. So expect the mining sector to be under some pressure today. Copper was down 2.5%, nickel down 2.1%, aluminium down 1.6%, zinc down 0.8%, lead managed a rise of 0.4 and tin pretty much unchanged. But against this backdrop, we did see the gold price perk up as well, up $10.90 to $17.94, spot two zero. So the gold price having a little bit of a renaissance, having had a pretty woeful run of recent times. Up 0.61% for the gold price. Iron ore, three little ducks, 222 which was my old telephone number when I was growing up. Uh, iron ore up to 222 US dollars a ton, up 0.6 of a dollar, 0.27%. Aussie dollar back under 75, 74.94. We did see the Aussie dollar uh, looking a little bit firmer last night after the RBA governor comments at 4 o'clock in the RBA meeting yesterday where rates were left unchanged. But we are seeing their bond buying program a slight um, less of a stimulus to the uh, to the bond market at least and the economy on those short-term rates. That's tapering starting to come in for the RBA only gradually, but uh, certainly they are putting the pieces now in place for a tapering. It will be reviewed in November. So more on that, I'm sure, in the newsletter today. As far as uh, the US markets go, you can see here uh, it did have a bit of a swoon 
um, but it did claw its way back and fight back well for that S&P to be down only around 0.2 of a percent. But it did have a low of 4317 at one stage, so uh, not particularly good, but fighting back to 4343, so um, a pretty good recovery there from the S&P 500. As far as major stories go, the Biden administration urging OPEC and its allies to find a compromise solution to increase production. U.S. retail investors piled in almost $28 billion in equities in June, the highest since at least 2014. And the ECB to meet to finalize new inflation target. We do have a G7 finance minister meeting this weekend in Venice. All right for some. Um, And German ZEW economic expectations fell for the second straight month but remain elevated. Eurozone retail sales increased the larger than expected 4.6%. And Japan is considering one-off cash payments of 900 bucks to low-income citizens. The Pfizer vaccine has been found to be less effective against the Delta variant, according to the Israel study. And the UK is lifting almost all COVID restrictions later this month, despite a surge in COVID cases. And President Xi of China is trying to re-engage with European leaders. Still doesn't like the US and Australia but trying to cozy up to European. As far as what's on today in Australia, it looks like the Sydney lockdown is to be extended by one week. More on that later today, but that certainly is the rumour that is going around and a lot of newswires carrying that story. We do have some economic data out today. ABS data on February participation, job search and mobility potential workers, underemployed workers, and we do get the Reserve Bank chart pack, which I know you're all dying to see. The RBA is set to begin unwinding its bond buying program with more flexibility. That will be reviewed in November. And as I said earlier, that Russell 2000 index, the smaller stocks in the US, some of the biggest losses last night falling 1.7%. And those people that applied for the DD listing in the US got a bit of a shock with the ADRs falling as much as 25% last night after China cracked down on the app and uh, that closing well below its IPO price. The UK seems to be prepared for 100,000 cases a day after the summer break. They've currently got around 27,000 cases a day, but luckily for them, the hospitalisation and mortality rates don't seem to be increasing, although cases are. Telstra and its 65% owner, News Corp uh, of Foxtel, are considering an IPO. And Alberto Calderon, who was a member of the Reserve Bank of Colombia, recently appointed as the CEO of Anglo Ashanti, had said some interesting things overnight, made the front page of the AFR. You can't keep printing money at 25% a year forever. I just don't think that it is possible. He obviously is a bull of gold, having just taken over the head at Anglo Ashanti. Solly Lou yesterday upped his stake in Maya to 15.8% and launched an attack on the board. It's been a while for Solly. He's been a little bit quiet of recent days, weeks and months on the Maya fiasco. But uh, the stock price certainly had a big run yesterday, up around 14 15% on that news. And Hum is going to be ramping up its commercial leasing business. It did try and sell that business at one stage. For around $300 million was the valuation. But uh, it is now considering beefing it up and is pushing the fact that it is a diversified financial as opposed to just a buy now, pay later provider. Uh, BWX 
is formed a strategic partnership with Chemist Warehouse. Question of the day today. There's been a lot of chatter about this on CNBC, which of course is very European and US focused. But have we seen peak reopening? Obviously not here because we still stutter around about reopening. But have we seen peak reopening in the US and other parts of the world, UK and Europe? Uh, There is certainly a school of thought that is suggesting that, that we have seen it as good as it gets in terms of that big bounce back from COVID, and then we will start to see a more moderation in uh, the economic outlook. That's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there. As usual, it's a fantastic group, and we do have around 3,500 members on the Facebook group. Members helping members is the motto there. So head on over there, and there's always some great ideas and some lovely people to uh, chat to if that is your inclination. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day.